Ready? Are you ready to go on a journey with us in a couple of weeks? Three of you. Oh my goodness, we got some work to do, Pastor. It's get, you know what? It's going to be exciting. We've been praying for the last seven days. Tonight, I want to remind you that there's a, there's a prayer time here right in this space at 7 o'clock. You don't want to miss it. Um, it's been just an amazing time of focusing on different things in our city, in our world, just asking God. You know, when you partner with God, anything is possible, right? All things are possible. And we've had incredible night times with the Lord, just hearing his voice and giving us a burden, a renewed burden, a new passion for our city, for broken people, for people just like you and me who need Jesus. None of us are exempt from his help. None of us are exempt and we got it all figured out. Maybe you've gone to church for 30 years of your life or longer and you're not exempt from needing Jesus in your life. Maybe you've just come to Jesus for the very first time today. Maybe you're coming to this church and go, wow, what's going on? I want you to know before you leave this place today that there is a God who's right here through his spirit who wants to speak to you. He wants to get to know you. He wants to, to know more about you and he wants to give you hope and a future like you've never experienced before. So before you leave today, make sure you investigate who Jesus is. Is that all right? So let me just get, get started today. Uh, we're, we're talking about enlarge today. Jess, my wife, was here last week, and you'll hear from both of us over the next uh, year and plus. We preach. We both preach. Yes, she's a woman, and she preaches, and she can preach my socks off. Okay, so she's a very good preacher. I'm just letting you know. But I am funnier. So you'll have to laugh at my jokes more. Anyway, I'm just, uh, just kidding, but I'm, I'm, we're excited. We are, we are coming out of our skin, Pastor. And so today we're talking about enlarge. This is kind of part two to what Jess was talking about last week, if you were here. If you weren't, I'll just kind of take, take it from this point forward. And we're looking at the book of Joshua, how we are to enlarge our territory. And uh, how God is going to expand our territory, probably kind of fitting as to what's about to take place here between Church in the Hills and Northwest Family Church. Truth is, if, that you're, if you're not taking ground in your life, you're losing ground. If we're not moving forward, we're not just stagnant, we're actually losing ground in our lives. So all of us, need to be pushing forward in different areas of our lives, asking God to expand our territory. This is the call of every believer. Matthew talks about this in Matthew 11. Jesus said to the, that the kingdom of God is advancing. Did you know that? The kingdom of God is not stagnant. It's not going backwards, but it is advancing. It's moving forward. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to be staying still, moving backwards. I want to be moving forward with the kingdom of God. Amen in the house today. Amen. This is why we need to be about enlargement. Some of us need our hearts to be enlarged. That's why we're taking time to pray. We want a heart for our city. We want a heart for those who are broken and lost and, and can't seem to find their way. We need God to do something in our hearts. We need, some of us need our skill sets to be enlarged. 
You know, we've been doing something the same way for many years, and we wonder why we can't get anywhere. Well, maybe God wants to teach you something new. So we need some new training, new opportunities. And so there's an enlargement that comes with that, a, a, a bit of friction, a bit of conflict in our life. It's good. The book of Joshua is really a great story about the children of Israel enlarging their hearts and their faith so that they can enlarge their territory. In just a moment, we're going to look at our passage of Scripture from the book of Joshua. But let me give you a little bit of background if you're new to this and you've never heard the story. You know, Moses, we've heard of Moses, maybe around Easter, you, you've seen the Ten Commandments on television. You know that guy with a big beard and a cane, right? That was, that was Moses. That was the depiction of Moses in the Old Testament. He, ch- he, was, he was chosen to be the leader of the Israelites, were God's people, and he brought them. His call was to bring them out of captivity into the promised land. Now, God used Moses to do incredible things. God used Moses to do amazing things. We saw miracles take place at the hand of Moses with God's favor upon him. He, He helped them cross over the Red Sea. Remember that? Charlton Heston moment. Split apart. Just amazing. I don't know how they do that. And with, you know, now they have like artificial, they can do incredible things on television now. It's amazing what they can do. But this is a moment, this is a real deal where, where Moses is parting the Red Sea and God's miracles are allowing the people to cross over out of bondage, out of slavery. And they're about to enter into the promised land. And, and Moses makes a little bit of a mistake. And so he's not allowed to go into the promised land. Moses passes away, and God chooses a new leader, and his name is Joshua. And here's where we are today. So the first thing that God says to Joshua is this. Be strong and courageous, right? You cannot be a leader and be gripped by fear. I just want you to know that today. If you're fearful of things... Listen, give it to God. God can take that and he can turn it around and he can give you courage. He can give you the strength that you didn't think was possible in your life. That's what he does. He's supernatural. He's the creator of all things. And so we cannot be gripped by fear if we're going to lead. The promised land, this land flowing of milk and honey as described in the Bible, is this beautiful land And they had great camping there, for those of you who are campers. I just threw that in because I I don't camp. Now, God is about to to use Joshua in an amazing way. They experienced many miracles with Moses, similar miracle of, of passing over the Jordan to the Red Sea, similar thing. And as they crossed the Jordan, all of a sudden, they're faced with the city of Jericho, right? If you read the scripture, Jericho is this fortified city that has walls all around it. And these walls are about 30, 35 feet in height. This wall means that there is something in the way of the Israelites getting to their promised land. The same thing for you and I today. There is something in the way, an obstacle 
that is getting us from where we need to be. We're going to look at how we overcome that obstacle in Jesus' name and how he helps us do that. So let's look at our scripture in Joshua chapter 6, verses 15 to 20. On the seventh day, they got up at daybreak and marched around the city seven times in the same manner, except that on the day they circled the city seven times. The seventh time around, when the priest sounded the trumpet blast, Joshua commanded the army, Shout! For the Lord has given you the city. When the trumpet sounded, the army shouted, and at the sound of the trumpet, when the men gave a loud, sh- a loud shout, the wall collapsed, so everyone charged straight in, and they took the city. Pretty amazing story. Maybe you've read it and in, in you, you heard the story when you were in Sunday school, and just like, wow, that's incredible, amazing story. Maybe this is the first time you've heard this story. I want to encourage you today that no matter what your obstacle is, that God wants you to enlarge. He wants you to get bigger than the obstacle you're facing. Get bigger than your biggest obstacle. Get bigger than the sickness that the doctors have have diagnosed you with. Get bigger than that cancer that has been plaguing you. Get bigger than that relational issue that, that you're faced with and you can't seem to get around. Get bigger than the sense of can't rub two quarters together to get out of your, your, your situation financially. God wants you to get bigger than the obstacles you're facing. Now, when I say the word enlarge and I say get bigger... I'm not talking about physically. Oh, praise the Lord. Thank you, Pastor, for that. I thought he was going to talk to us about going to the buffet line, you know, eating more, uh, you know, and so I, I don't know what he's talking about when he says that. So, in fact, there, a number of months ago, uh, I've been working on getting in shape. As you can see, I'm still working on that. We're not there yet. We haven't achieved optimal physical fitness. I want my capacity to increase, but my body shape to be trim and fit and healthy so I can do the things that God has has orchestrated for me, has 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 assigned me to do. You know, I uh I went to the gym yesterday. A gentleman in our congregation said, Hey Pastor, man, I, I want you to come to the gym. I want you to I want you to get a fit, I want you to be buff. What? I don't want to be buff. I just, I just want to be healthy. And so he puts me through these, you know, simple or exercises. All you have to do is just kind of lean on a wall. How hard can that be? Like five seconds I got on the wall. I'm like, I'm dying. He's like, you need three to five minutes for optimal health. I can't do three to five minutes. We've got problems here. So we're working it out. Okay, now, now can you pull this back and you hold it strong? Come on, pastor. Let me, let me see you do that. I, like, I got five seconds. That's it. That's all I got. I, I need more time. Okay, we're going to have to do a lot of work on you, pastor. Okay. How much money do you want? It's going to take a lot of money. I can see this. And so our walk with God is about enlarging ourselves so that we can, fill, fill, we can fulfill the destiny that God has for us. God wants us to go on a journey with him, a faith journey. He wants us to explore the things, the future, the destiny 
that he has for us. Not a religious set of rules and guidelines to do's and to don'ts, impossible tasks that you can never really ever fulfill. I want you to know that even though there will be obstacles in the promised land, God will still be with you. Now, if you're taking notes, and maybe you should take some notes here. If you've got a phone, just type it in your phone. You've got some piece of paper there. Uh, write, write this down. The first thing I want you to catch today, that there will still be obstacles in the promised land. You know, I think when we think of the promised land, we think, oh, wow, milk and honey, and there's going to be balloons, and there's going to be loud music. It's going to be like a party. It's going to be so great. God understands that the only way I grow is through conflict. Oh, really? God, conflict. The only way that I really go is with some, grow is with some tension. If I want to grow physically, I can't just sit there and go, okay, come on. Bring it on, God. Bring on the physical fitness. No, I've got to like, I got to put some tension into it. I got to do push-ups. I got I to squat on a wall. I got hurt a little bit. There's some friction. There's some tension. There's some conflict that I don't really want to go through, but I want the result. Aren't we all like that? We want to get to the result with actually without doing the work. We got to remember there's going to be obstacles in the promised land. Think how, how Israel might have felt. More obstacles? We just crossed over the Jordan River. We made it this far. We were in bondage. We were in slavery. Moses took us through the Red Sea. And now here we are. We've gone over the Jordan. And we are ready for milk and honey. Pour it on, Jesus. Pour on the milk and honey. And now there's a wall 30 to 35 feet high. It's, it's this fortified city. It's freaking us out. What are we going to do? I'm going home. I mean, what would you do? I think about this and I wonder, I probably wouldn't have been any different than the Israelites at this point. Thinking, yeah, I might be there too. But this is exactly how God creates a masterful story in our lives. Romans 8, 28 says, We know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to his purpose, God has a purpose for you. He has a plan for you. He's going to work it all out. Just don't give up on God. And the Lord said to Joshua, Today I will begin to exalt you in the eyes of all Israel, so they may know that I am with you as I was with Moses. He reminds us. He tells us that we're his I want you to be reminded there's still going to be obstacles in the promised land. Don't be fooled. If someone said to you, listen, you come to Jesus, and I'm telling you, it's all going to be wonderful. I'm here to tell you today, you come to Jesus, it is going to be wonderful. But there will be challenges. There will be more obstacles. But we know that God, the same God who took you through will take you through again. And again, and again, and again. And so they cross over. They're told to build a memorial stone so that they don't forget what God had done. But remember that this is a faith journey. There are always things that are going to stand in the way 
And our enlarged faith will take us through that. If it's not a Jordan River, it's a Jericho. There's always something else. Second thing I want you to catch today is that when facing obstacles, the timing is God's. You know, we have an agenda, don't we? We all have a plan of how we think it should happen, right? Because we are the divine nature, aren't we? Like, we know the best for our lives, don't we? And for some reason, we think we got it all. We should have it all figured out. God, I want to tell you how this should go down. God, I want to tell you how this really is to take place in my life. It's interesting that, that he gets the Israelites to walk around six times. Funny thing about walking, I don't know what it is. But, but why? Why do they have to walk? Something is happening when you walk. Walking. Walking. God, can we just see this miracle take place? We know you can do it. We know you've done it before. You know, you start walking. You start walking. Stop talking. Start walking. There they are. God tells them to walk. If it was me, I'd be running. <sighs> let's get this done. Come on. You know, let's, let's go, Jesus. Come on, God, you, you know. How many times? Okay, let's time it. Let's see if we can get this done. But God's timing is not our timing. Why, God? Why is this taking so long? Why are you making us do this? Walk. 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 I think sometimes he wants to remind us who's in charge. I think God wants to tell you, listen, trust me. Maybe take some time to walk and think. Maybe take some time to stop, get, get out of your own head and figuring out what you're going to do and how you're going to change the world. Let me be God and you be my servant. And facing obstacles, God's timing. It's his timing. Third thing I need you to catch today is sometimes, catch this, duct tape is best. You see, God tells the Israelites to be silent while they're walking around the wall. Verse 10, but Joshua had commanded the army, do not give a war cry. Do not raise your voices. Do not say a word until the day I tell you to shout. Then, shout. And really, I think this was so that they couldn't talk themselves out of what was, out of the promise God had given them and the enlargement that God had for them. See, I think a lot of times that when we're doing something, when we believe or we see, we see something, we have a vision for something, a lot of times we will talk ourselves out. Yeah, but God doesn't know what he's doing. Like, come on. Six times, God? Why? God says, stop talking. Say nothing. Just walk. There's something powerful about listening and zipping it up. Duct tape is used for lots of things. I think this is a moment when duct tape is very, very uh, perfect. This is, this is the moment for duct tape. Just be quiet, people. 
Listening to God. If there's something you're facing right now, if there's something that, that there's an obstacle in your life, listen to God and stop talking. Stop trying to figure it out and trust him. Walk with him. Hear his voice. James 3, 5 to 10 says this. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue also is a fire, a world of evil among parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire, and it's it's health set on fire by hell. All kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and sea creatures are being tamed by Uh, being tamed and have been tamed by mankind, but no human being can tame the tongue. It's a restless evil, the Bible says, and full of deadly poison. With the tongue, we praise our Lord and Father, and with it, we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praises and cursing. This is not the way it's to be. Have you ever said something you regret? I'm not looking for hands in the room today. You know, for those of us who love Instagram or social media, what? You text people and you got opinions and you see all kinds of things. Oops. Like, delete. And and sometimes you wish your life was like that, where when you said something, you're just like, oh, can I just press the delete button? I did not mean to say that. Oops, that was a big no-no. Sometimes you just can't help ourselves. And God is reminding us, sometimes you just need to zip it. Six days. Why? Why are you making us do this for six days? Why this quiet? Because we need to speak life over our future. Where do we need to put duct tape in our lives? Where do we just need to just listen Stop talking, hear the voice of the Lord, and wait. What is it in your life that you're faced with right now that is overwhelming, that is impossible, that you could never figure out in your own strength, but in God's strength, just wait, pause, listen, walk with him. Fourth thing I want you to catch today, that faith is always always required. There will never be a time in your life where faith is not required. 30-foot fortified walls that are going to come down with a shout? Come on. Like, when you read this, you think, is this a real story? Is this just like a made-up, you know, Jesus Bible story? You know, sometimes we read this so many times, we just, as, as Christians, of people of faith, Maybe this is the first time you're reading this story. What? What happened? A 30-foot fortified city wall comes down with a shout. Sounds impossible. It is impossible. It's totally impossible. I don't know if I've ever been able to shout down a wall. I mean, okay, I blame it on my Italian heritage. I like to shout. And my wife says, no, don't shout. And and I I just, I can't stop. It's like, you know, I'm I'm passionate. I I just call it passion. I I love food. I want to talk about it and just get excited. 
And I shout it, shout it out. Let everybody know. That's my issue. I gotta work that one out. But you know, it doesn't make sense in the natural. God says, wait, wait, wait. And then there's a moment, and then you'll shout, and that wall will come down. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. This doesn't make sense in the natural. In the natural, I should get some guns. I should figure out how we're going to knock that city down, how we're going to get some tanks, right? How we're going to get some snipers, how we're going to get some, some, some spies in there and get in there and, you know, knock them out and pretend like we're their friends and then, you know, turn our backs on them and watch, let them have it. That's what we should do. That, that's how I would have designed it. Thank God it wasn't up to me. But we build a strategy. Let's, let's build this thing. Let's, let's, let's do what the war machine would tell us to do. But in the supernatural, I do things in faith. Not by might, no, not by power, but by the Spirit of God, the Bible says. This seems like such a foolish tactic, doesn't it? But this is not a human being. It's supernatural that we're talking about here. By faith, what do we do? The Bible talks about this in Hebrews. Hebrews 11, by faith, the walls of Jericho fell. Did you catch that? It was by faith. The walls fell. After the army had marched around them for seven days. By faith, Abraham, when God tested him, offered Isaac As a sacrifice, he who had embraced the promises was about to sacrifice his one and only son, even though God had said to him, it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. By faith, the Bible says this, that Moses' parents hid him for three months after he was born because they saw that he was no ordinary child. And they were not afraid of the king's edict. By faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. By faith, the people passed through the Red Sea as on dry land. But when the Egyptians tried to do so, they were drowned. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell after the army had marched around them for seven days. That was all by faith. Let me ask you where your faith is today. Because by faith, you can do the impossible. By faith, you can see things that are impossible in the natural. The doctor's telling you, this is your diagnosis. By faith, it doesn't have to be that way. In your relationship, something seems impossible. It seems like it's, it's falling apart. By faith, God can turn it around. What is it that you're struggling with today? What is the wall? What is the obstacle that you're faced with that seems impossible? It's all by faith. Don't trust in yourself. Don't trust in your own power. Live by faith. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. 
This is exactly how this, this whole church merger idea came about. It was by faith. When we tried to make it happen, no way. That's not, that's, that's not how this happens. When we trusted in him, yes. It wasn't our idea. This is God's idea. It's how, this is how this all comes together. It was by faith, trusting and hearing the voice of the Lord together to see what he could do and would do with willing people who were open and obedient, trusting in a God who can do the supernatural. So the walls come down. Now watch this. God already declared, you have won the battle even before they went into this. Did you catch that when we read that today? And that's for someone today. That the battle has already been won in your situation. You're faced with something impossible. I want you to know the battle has already been won. In Jesus' name. Final thing, and I want you to catch this before we close and before we leave this place today. That we need to prepare for victory. We need to get ready for it. God gives instructions to Joshua on what the people should do once they are victorious. We must prepare for victory before it even comes. Some of us live like God is not really for us. We, we have these meager, you know, just emaciated kind of prayers. You know, if maybe God, you know, I'm going to ask, I don't know, maybe God will show up. But we don't, we want to give God a way out in case he doesn't hear our prayers. It's okay, God. I got you. I mean, thanks. Thanks for thinking about it anyway. I know you didn't want an answer. It's okay. We don't believe for the victory. Some of us are stuck in our lives because we have our faith in other things, and it's not really where it needs to be in God. I'm trusting it. And I'm saying this because I live it. I'm saying this because my life has been marked by moments where faith in God produced results. And when I, when I gave God, a, you know, off, God, you're off the hook here. You, you don't worry about it. My, it didn't seem to go anywhere. It didn't seem like I was believing for bigger when I believe God for the victory in our situations, when I believe, when we believe God, that God will fill this house with men and women from our city, when we start to believe God that he's going to bring in all nations to this place, when we start to believe God that he's going to bring every generation, every people group, every single one of these seats all around this building, 950 seats will be filled in Jesus' name because we're getting ready for the victory. When we start believing in a supernatural God, when we have faith to believe, then we'll watch what God will do and we'll participate and be a part of that. Prepare yourself for victory. Whatever it is you're facing right now, let's believe God can be victorious in that situation. Would you bow your heads with me this morning as we close? I just want to remind you not to prepare for the worst. Prepare for the victory. 
He's a big God. He can do big things. He can do big, bigger things than the obstacles you're facing today. When that day comes for you to break through the walls, you'll give him the glory. So, Lord, we just thank you right now that you're in our hearts, in our minds, as we think about the scripture today, as we're reminded about what you did for the Israelites, as we're reminded about the courage, the strength that we need to be bold, to believe you for big things. God, we are uh, humans, and we are... We get stuck at times, and we don't want to believe in big things because what if it doesn't happen? Then we look like fools. God, help us to have faith that is bigger than the mountains we're facing, bigger than the walls that are in front of us. God, I pray for every person in this room today that is struggling, that has a challenge in front of them, that God, their mountain, their wall, their fortified city around them is not too big for a big, big God. I want to pray for two groups of people here today. The first group of people, your heads are bowed, your eyes are closed, is maybe you're here today and you're saying, I need Jesus. I don't have a walk with him. I, maybe I've known him at some point. I'm not serving him today. Or maybe I've never uh, committed my life to him. I don't have a relationship with him. I want to know him today. If that's you, I'm just going to ask you to put your hand up and then put it back down. I just want to pray for you. I'm not going to embarrass you in any way. Is there anybody here in this place that would say that? Thank you for your honesty. Thank you. God sees your heart. He knows exactly what you're faced with. He knows you by name. He shaped you, created you, formed you in his image. So God, for those that have lifted their hand today, I pray that right now as they come before you, humble themselves and say, God, forgive me of my sin. Forgive me of my life. You have greater things in store for me. I want to trust you. I don't know how, but God, I'm going to take this step of faith to say, I want to know you. Come into my life right now. I receive you. Help me to turn from my sin, to repent from my past, and look to you today. I pray that this would be the moment I look forward to and walk in step with you each and every day. God, I receive you into my life right now. In Jesus' name. For the rest of you that are here today and you're saying, yes, there are some walls. There are some big, big walls in front of me. And I just need the hand of God in my life today. Put your hand up so I can pray with you today. Yes, thank you. Thank you all across this room. Would you stand, everyone, stand across this room. Stand to your feet as we close. I want to pray with you. Everybody, just stand to your feet, please. God, you saw the hands that were lifted this morning. Hands of men and women that would say, Jesus, my situation's big. It's bigger than I can handle. But God, we're reminded today that you're bigger than any one of our obstacles. You're bigger than any one of the walls we face. And I just pray right now that as we surrender ourselves to you, in the name of Jesus, the name that's above all other names, the name that has defeated sin in the grave, conquered death, and has given us life, I, we pray in the name of Jesus today that you would help us to overcome the walls that we're facing today. I pray for every man, every woman, every child, every student here today, that God, your will be done in their life. And we give you the glory.
In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Thank you, Pastor Dave. One of the ways that we can begin to prepare for victory is tonight at 7 o'clock. We've only got seven nights left as we in our 14 nights of prayer. So we encourage you to come tonight, 7 o'clock, one hour. And uh, then, uh, we're, you know, there's uh, it's just an hour. So see you here tonight. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you, be gracious to you, lift up his countenance on you, and give you peace in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you.